This episode of the Panthers Up Pod brought to you by Roster Up Media. Roster Up Media, giving you the best fantasy or reality football advice you could ask for. Follow us on all our social media accounts at at Roster Up Media. Welcome back, Panther fans. Episode 4, Panther Up. Get into a little bit of Thursday night's recap and talk about the news this morning. Exciting trade news in Panther Camp. Have we heard those words before? Yes, we have. Okay. Now, Thursday night. Initial thoughts? Can we stop playing on Thursday night, please? If you look back at the past four Thursday night games for the Panthers, they have been miserable. Miserable. At least we came away with the win on this one. But, my God. If you want to, let's start back 2018. We're 6-2. and two, Fresh off a of playoff season the year before in 2017. Flying high. Thursday night football comes around. Primetime stage. What do we do? Smoked by Pittsburgh. TJ Watt hits Cam's shoulder. Never the same. I'll still say to this day, that is the game that ended Cam Newton and his Panthers career. That was the game. Because if you look, it's all downhill from there. All downhill from there. The Cam, Luke, Ron, Greg era, that was the game that ended. That game. We didn't know it at the time. But after being up 7 nothing in that game, that was the highlight. And then it was all downhill. Fast forward, 2019. Week 2. May have been the single worst Panthers game I've ever witnessed considering the Fox broadcast went out and we were having to watch the game like it was 1950. And it was pouring. And there was a lightning delay. And Cam re-aggravated the foot injury last game ever as a Carolina Panther. Yeah. So those are two great ones. And then we go back to last year. Again, middle of the season, who knew what kind of team we were? Still, at home against the Falcons. Cheap shot at Teddy Bridgewater. Till came out of the game. We lose it as a home favorite last, last year. So, who would have thought maybe this year, maybe this year would be different? No. The turf monster takes out McCaffrey and our guy J.C. Ugh. Talk about bittersweet. Talk about bittersweet. Now, as I say this, though, I did get some good news out of the Christian McCaffrey camp. Matt Rule did come out today and say he will not be placing C-Mac on IR, which is huge. That means what? If they're not willing to put him on IR to miss three games, you'd have to believe it's, what, two games? And maybe with this long mini bye week here. It's just one. We get through Dallas without him. I'll sign up for that. I will definitely sign up for that. The news on JC is a little different. We, he said that he'd be hitting the IR. He will require surgery. Or I'm sorry, I don't know if he will require surgery yet. But it looks like he might be done for the season, although it's weird that they haven't committed to that yet. 
I haven't heard definitively we are not going to see J.C. Horn again. However, the news this morning of our newly acquired cornerback C.J. Henderson from the Shagwires could very much boost that secondary in the absence of J.C. But let me get to that later. Back to Thursday. Injuries aside, we learned something here. And we learned that Sam is about to take the next step. Say what you want, Houston Texans, I don't care. Your best player, who accounts for 45% of the offense, goes down. You're facing adversity. Adversity, whatever. And he stepped up. It looked a little shaky for the first couple of drives, but then he stepped up. I mean, say what you want. He's got something brewing with DJ Moore. Something's brewing there. That chemistry cannot be messed with right now. And Bobby Anderson, I mean, I know he's been nowhere to be found the first couple games, but that just means he can be found. Trust me, he's there. And the only people making a big deal about his targets and his catches is the media. It's not him. He's fine. He knows. He knows where this train is going. He knows what Sam's capable of. Or at least he's beginning to see what Sam is capable of, as are we all. Man, oh man, are the Jets... I don't even know. I can't even put my mind in the mind of a Jets fan. I, you have to talk to our Jet Up guys about that. Maybe we'll get them back on for a show. It's been a couple weeks since our, since our pre-week one talk, and there's a lot that we have to say about Sam since then. None of this Zach Wilson-Sam comparison now. None of that. No, sir. 888 yards for Sam through three games. And one turnover. One turnover. He's locked in right now. He clearly is feeling it with Joe Brady. McCaffrey goes down, eh, who needs him? Let me go out there and hit DJ Moore ten times. Let me go out there and feed Chuba. Plug him right in. Next man up. It's been our mentality. We we don't have to act like we haven't played without Chris McCaffrey. We played without him the entire year last year. Won five games, could have won a lot more. It's almost becoming now, it's a bonus when we have Christian McCaffrey in there. And not just our team. It's a bonus when we get him out there. Now, again, you could say what you want. It was the Texans. It was Davis Mills. But my God, the defense again, again. I mean, it's ridiculous. Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns together are just unstoppable right now. They're getting mad at each other for getting sacks. The competition between the two of them. They're getting mad at each other for one's getting the other sack. And I love it. Love every second of them competing for sacks. Reddick picks up another sack and a half. Burns picks up one. I don't know how the hell they called that an incomplete pass on Davis Mills when it popped out of his stomach. It went six yards. The refs just couldn't believe it. They were like, it's got to be incomplete. No one, no one could have forced that one out there that far. Well, he did. And it should have been a fumble. Two weeks in a row, screwed without fumbles. But, again, 
I really, really like the way they look. Again, they like the way they look. And now, with JC going down, let's let's transition a little bit. Oh, you know what? Let me for a final final thought on that Texans game because I really kind of want to get past it. I don't know how the Panthers in in week three of this season became nine point road favorites, but I hate being in that position. I do not like us in a position where, well, they have to win the game or else. It's 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 bad. That was kind of like week one. I don't like the position of you have to win the game or else everyone goes crazy. You know, look at week two. Week two, no one thought we were going to win the game. We destroyed the Saints. Perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what I want. And I got to believe it's going to happen again this week with the Cowboys, especially depending what they do tonight against the Eagles. But I can guarantee you there's no one saying the Panthers should definitely win this game next week. So... We're past the stupid Thursday night, stupid Texans, stupid Davis Mills, and ugh, all that nonsense. I can't believe we had another terrible Thursday night game. Again, we're past that. We, we stuck our heads up for prime time, and we are burying our heads back down for 10 weeks of non-prime time, just get it done action. And I think that's where we thrive. Just get it done. Under the radar. That's where we fly. Under the radar. We are ahead of the NFC South right now through three weeks, but we're still under the radar. That's where we want to be. We want to be under the radar. Okay. Now, this morning, woke up to a nice little trade action. Panthers went out and acquired C.J. Henderson who was the number nine overall pick last year. Last year. It wasn't a 2017 top 10 pick. It wasn't a 2018 top 10 pick. It was last year. And the Panthers really came out. Matt Rule came out today and said, we almost took him instead of Derrick Brown last year. So you fast forward one year, and we literally have two top 10 picks from last year's draft. And we had JC going this year. So for the future, so what? So this is why I'm happy about this. This, I mean, we ended up getting C.J. Henderson, and we traded our guy, Sneaky Dan Arnold, who I was just starting to kind of like. But hey, I think the Panthers saw what Tommy Tremble did last game, between just the one handoff and the one deep flag route, and they were like, "Okay, we saw enough. That's it. That's all we needed to see." And I think that he could be huge contributor. Matt Rule called him the Jeremy Chin of this year. And that is some high praise if you saw what Jeremy Chin did last year. Anyway, C.J. Henderson, from what I've seen, young, obviously. He's 22, 23 at the most. He's also six foot four, lanky. And we clearly have shown we know how to coach. I mean, there's plenty of guys on our roster that are now with us that are thriving, a la Sam, Robbie, Hassan. Take your pick. So we know we could coach. And clearly, the Jaguar environment and the Jaguar culture is not exactly breeding superstars. But we got something brewing over in Carolina. 
So come on over, CJ. And you take a look, and down the line, we are helping ourselves now with also helping ourselves get even younger, if that's possible. I mean, I think the Jets are the first, and we are the second youngest team. And there is a bit of a difference between the two of our teams, just a bit. So you look ahead, and this is Dante Jackson's contract year. If he plays well and doesn't ask for some absurd contract and comes back to the team, that is a young secondary with Jackson. And now you got Henderson, Horn, Henderson, Jackson, and you pair him up with Jeremy Chin. That's four guys under 23 years old. Or Jackson's, what, 25? And that's not even talking about the front, the defensive front. We're just talking secondary. I love the trade. I love the trade. After being a Panther fan for years and seeing a total of about four trades in 15 years with Marty Herney, it's nice to do some wheeling and dealing, which is what is going on with Scott. There has been plenty of mornings I've woken up for a Panther trade alert. So we ended up trading a third-round pick and sneaky Dan Arnold for CJ and a fifth. Threw the fifth in there. Why not? Scott will do something with it. Scott will definitely do something with that fifth. We are, we're, we're, I mean, not to look forward, I don't want to look forward to next year's draft, obviously. We got stuff cooking right now, but, I mean, we take a left tackle and it's a wrap. I mean, I don't know where else, we don't need to improve anywhere else. We're just young. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I loved that trade. Good wishes for Dan. Good wishes for Dan. I liked him. He was a good guy. But we have Tommy Tremble. Waiting in the wings, and Ian Wheels Thomas, who, yes, has not established himself as a passing threat, but the guy could block. Did you see the play that Tommy Trumbull scored on last week? That was Ian Thomas blocking for his buddy. We have depth. And that move just helps us. That move just helps. We get A.J. Boye back this week. Please, it's like, it's like we're, we were not going to miss a beat with J.C. gone. I hate to see him gone. I hate it. I think he made the best play of his first three weeks, the play before he gets hurt. He made a ridiculous tackle. I said, that's why we drafted him. And then he got hurt. I said, that's why we go look for someone else now. That's why we have depth. I'm not a huge proponent of the Rashawn Melvin signing off the practice squad as he got toasted last week, as Steve Smith was quick to point out. But hey, AJ, CJ, all the Jays, we're back. So again, Panther fans, very excited about the trade. I think Scott, again, we're setting up for the future, but at the same time, we are pressing while it's hot right now while the metal is hot we are pressing and realizing there's an opportunity to win this year and we're not throwing that away because of a couple injuries no we're going out there and we're addressing our needs screw Richard Sherman I didn't want him 
38-year-old whatever. Don't want him. Don't need him. Went CJ. Went the youth route instead. Getting better now, getting younger for later. Very excited about what is brewing in Carolina. So tune in later this week where I'm really going to attack the pregame against Dak and the boys. Because let me tell you now, I am not scared. I am not scared one bit. Underdogs is where we thrive. Under the radar, where we thrive. We're not favorite guys. We are not big-time favorite guys, although we covered like a blanket. We're just not big-time favorite guys. We like to be under the radar, and we will be now. You won't see us outside world. You will not see us for another 10 weeks. So I hope you got a good look. Because you'll just be hearing about us in the background. Slowly but surely navigating the choppy waters of the NFL schedule. Take care of Big D and two home cooking games at the bank coming up. Let's not look ahead. But I will see you guys on my next session where we will get into the preview of the big game in Big D. And I'm talking about our Big D. See you soon, folks. Keep pounding.